Praise God. Now, as you know, we're going to be, thank you guys so much. You can be seated. As you know, we're going to be giving away this, uh, this beautiful grill in just a few moments. But I believe it's important that no matter the venue, we're always going to honor the Word of God. Because everything that we do as church is based off of the Word. I better get about 100% of amens on that statement. I said everything that we do in church is based off of the Word of God. The Word of God is our foundation. We're not based on a title. We're not based on man's opinion. We are based on the Word of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you today that the Word of God is alive it's stronger than any two-edged sword. It pierces between the joint and the marrow today. And this isn't one of those hour-long services where you can get a little bit of a feel-good, some, some goosebumps in the arm, and nobody ever leaves changed. We're going to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit at Calvary NSB. Somebody better give God a shout of praise in this house. And so today, I, I want to preach a, a message uh, that I've entitled this, Cooking Up a Godly Household. Cooking Up a Godly Household. And if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 5. The book of Galatians chapter 5. And in just a moment, we're going to read from the 22nd and the 23rd verses. It's Father's Day. It's the dad life, yo. Come on, I'm so ghetto. My name is White Chocolate. Hey. And this is the one day of the year that we come to celebrate and honor all of the dads. But let us not forget that every day we honor our Heavenly Father. Today is the one day that we honor our earthly fathers. I woke up this morning. The very first thing that I said to Jackie and Joshua was happy Father's Day to me. <laughs> I got one day a year. And Jackie reminded me that I actually have two. It's also my birthday. No, not today, but also on my birthday. I get honored on that day as well. All y'all about to sing me happy birthday. I love you so much. But dads, this is our day. And when you begin to think about the meaning behind this day, you actually get a whole lot of different concepts. In fact, one dad wrote this. Father's Day is that one time of the year when I get complete obedience from every member of my family. I tell them not to spend a lot of money on me, and they don't. Actually, another story is told of a father of, of five children who come home on Father's Day with a toy. Isn't that just like kids? Even though it's your day, they want a toy. I'm sitting there thinking, where's my toy? I want a toy. But they came home with a toy on Father's Day. He summoned his children and asked which of them should be given the toy to play with. Who is the most obedient one here who never talks back to mommy and does everything that mommy says to do, he inquired. There were a few seconds of silence on the kids' faces, and then all of the children said in one accord, Will you just play with it then, Daddy? I'll let that one sink in for just a moment. 
But how many know that today is the day that we as dads, we actually begin to see the true meaning of the impact that we have on our fathers, as fathers on our children. And I came across another story. It's, it's the story of children that they were begging their parents for a hamster. And of course, if you're a parent that's ever given a pet to a child, they always say the exact same thing. I'll clean it. I'll bathe it. I'll feed it. I'll take care of it. And so the mom began to say, okay, well, if you do all of those things, we'll get you the hamster. Two months pass, and the mom found herself cleaning and feeding and taking care of that hamster until one day she found a house for the hamster named Danny. And so she sat all of her kids down and said, guys, it's time that we get rid of Danny. He, he's just too much for all of us to handle. He's just too much for me to take care of. And the children, they begin to say, well, you know what? He has been here a long time, and I know that he is a handful. I know that he is a lot to take care of, so that's okay with us if you send him off. And so the mom was thinking, this is going, you know, pretty good. I, I wasn't expecting this response. And so she looked at the kids and said, okay, go get the cage. And all of a sudden, all the kids, they burst out in tears and they said, not Danny, we thought you said Daddy. <laughs> so if you'll bow your heads, we'll close in service right now. I'm <laughs> now let me get serious for just a moment. On this day, for real, we can reflect on how much influence we actually have on our children. One mom wrote this poem in honor of her husband. A dad is a mender of toys, a leader of boys. He's a changer of fuses, a healer of bruises. He's a mover of couches, a soother of ouches. He's a pounder of nails, a teller of tales. He's a dryer of dishes, a fulfiller of wishes. Bless him, O Lord. And in all honesty, in all seriousness, for this, the next few moments today, we've come as a church to ask that our God would bless him, O oh Lord. Because I believe with all my heart, and I've said it often, that when your house is blessed, God's house is blessed. Because I believe today, I may just be pastor, but dads, you're priest. You're the pastor of your household. I'm just the pastor of this church. But when it comes to your house, you are the authority. You are the God-given leader over your children. And so today, for just the next few moments, we've come and asked that the Lord would bless the household. Now, as you can see, we have a beautiful grill that we're going to give away. If there's something that you don't know about me, I love to grill. When we left Alabama about a year and a half ago, I left my grill there. Everyone say, oh. And this is just so nice. I love to grill steak. I love to grill chicken. 
Oh, hallelujah. I felt the sweet presence of the Lord. I love to grill. I love just to grill. But if there's grillers out there today, you know this, that you can cook that meat to perfection. But unless you have the right seasoning, something is just a little bit off. And so today, for the next few moments, I've already entitled, I've already given you the title, but let me say it again. I want to preach just for a few minutes today on Father's Day, cooking up a godly household. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to cook up something. I was going to wear a kiss the chef, and, you know, I was reminded in the Bible that greet each other with a holy kiss, and I decided against that today, so I just wanted to wear this one today. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such there is no law father i pray that you would add blessings to the reading of your word help us today god to have a godly household in jesus name i pray everyone that loves the lord today say amen what we've just read is commonly referred to as the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirits of God. I'm here to tell you that there is a difference between fruit and works. Some of y'all like, Pastor, I can't even pay attention to you while you're wearing. Can I take this off now? You got the point that we're going to grill, but uh, I'm going to take this off. Some of y'all like, I can't even pay attention to you being all serious and you got an apron on. But there's a difference between fruit and works. You see, fruit is something that has to be produced. Works are something that can be made. Let me tell you this, that the flesh is responsible for works, but the spirit is responsible for fruit. And if there's one thing that I have been praying as the father of my children to lead a godly household, I may not see it in the in the in the. Uh, future right now, but one day I'm going to see fruit that remains in my children. I'm here to tell you, men, that your kids and your family are the only ones that you can take to heaven. Stop putting an emphasis on the football. Stop putting an emphasis on that 60-inch flat-screen TV and give it to me while you stop putting an emphasis on it. But I want you to understand today that if we're going to cook up a godly household, it's something that has to be produced. And I'm here to also tell you this. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time for fruit to actually produce itself. And I want to say this to you. Hear me when I say this, that the fruit of who you are can be seen in what you raise. That should get about 100 amens in this sanctuary. 
because who you really are will be reflected in your children. You've heard the age-old saying that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So if you don't like what you are producing, then maybe it's time for you to take a step back, look in the mirror, and say, who am I? What am I doing wrong? And maybe it's time to get some priorities straight in your life. Because I'm here to tell you today that we are going to use ingredients from the Word of God to cook up a godly household. The first thing that I want you to know today to have a godly household is that every household has got to be based on love. If you're going to have a godly household, it's time that you take the top off and shake it on your kids just a little bit. I, I want you to know that I'm not one of those dads that has a hard time saying that he loves his children. The Bible says this in Ephesians 3.17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray you, being rooted and established in love. Every household has got to be rooted and established in love. Let me just pause there for just a moment to let that sink in. Every household has got to be rooted and established in love. Now, the Greek word that Paul uses in Galatians here for the fruit of the Spirit is agape. Agape love. Agape love is a self-sacrificial love. And how many parents out there know that if you're going to parent your children, you got to sacrifice some things every now and then. One of the first things that I realized when I had Joshua a few years ago, when Jackie had Joshua, excuse me, when we had Joshua, to be politically correct, is that you got to self-sacrifice uh, some sleep. How many parents know out there that when you have children, your sleep is over, it's done? If you're wanting to have children, you're a young married couple, just get this in your spirit. As soon as that baby is born, you're not sleeping no more. You got no more sleep. Not only are you going to uh, sacrifice sleep, you're going to sacrifice some time. You're going to sacrifice things that you want to do. You're going to sacrifice money. You're going to sacrifice some money. I want that shirt, but your children are already outgrowing their clothes. And so what do you do? To be a loving father, you say, okay. Well, maybe I'll get that shirt one day, but go and get them some new clothes. It's time for a haircut, but you can tell that it's time for a haircut on your child because they have a mullet. And you say, I'll sacrifice a haircut right now and let them have the haircut now. Why do we do this? Because there's a sacrificial love inside of us for our children. In fact, one definition of agape love, it says this way making the health, happiness, and growth of another person as important as your own. And I'm here to tell you today that I'm not a perfect father. I have good days and I've got bad days. Don't you say nothing, baby. But if there's one thing that I want to be known as, I want to be known as an agape father to my son.
I want to make his health, his happiness, and his growth just as important as mine. And all the dads out there, they say, oh, my Lord. I said all the dads out there, they say, amen. And I try to tell Joshua multiple, multiple times a day that I love him. Because hear me when I say this, your greatest strength, let me, let me say this, your greatest strength is not found in how much you make. It is found in how much you love. We put too much emphasis on if we're bringing home the bacon. Let me tell you something. Yes, you are pro you're going to provide for your children, but never forget that he is Jehovah Jireh. As long as you live faithful in accordance to his word, don't you worry because he's the one that has your back. Love your children the way that Christ has loved us. Somebody give God a shout of praise. And hear me when I say this, dads. It's more than just saying it. It's showing it. Put down that remote and go toss the pigskin every now and then. Cancel your man night and go to that ballet recital. Because I want you to know, there's not a whole lot of sermons that I remember from my father. But I will always remember the times that he canceled his board meetings to actually attend my basketball games. Show your kids that you love them. Love is so much more than it is a saying. Love is an action. Love is an action. And let me say this. There are times that your children, oh my Lord, you want to send them to boot camp. You want to take your belt off and wear them out. Some of y'all laughing because you're like, I want to do that this morning. When your kids act out the most, that's when they need the most love. Remember this, that there have been times that we have acted out. There have been times that we have dishonored the Father. But the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 4, that he who does not know love does not know God, for God is love. And so the more that you have a relationship with God, the easier it is for you to love. Say, Pastor, I didn't grow up with, in a loving household. I didn't have a father that, that brought me to church. Let me also say this today. Raise your children up in the house of God. I can't tell you today as I passed by home after home that children were getting ready to, to go out on the lake or out on the river in a boat and to go fishing. Let me tell you something. That's great. That's awesome. Spend time with your kids. Love them. But also first show them what it takes to love God. One day a week is all that the Lord asks. And we're going to say, well, it's family time today. Well, have your family time sitting your rump on the rear <laughs> on a pew in the house of God. And then go out to eat. Somebody give God a shout of praise if that's truth right now. Let me say this before I move on. That your children, they need your love. I came across this story as I began to study for my Father's Day message that there's a Spanish story of a father and son who had become estranged. The son ran away and the father set off to try and find him. He searched for months to no avail and finally in the last desperate effort to find him, the father put out an ad in 
a Madrid newspaper. The ad read, Dear Paco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On Saturday, 800 Pacos showed up looking for forgiveness and love from their fathers. So, Father, hear me when I say this. Love is the first ingredient to a godly household. Put your hands together if you believe that. The second ingredient, we're not going over all of them today. So just uh, let, me call, uh, let me calm some worries in this house. I'm not going over all nine fruits of the Spirit. I'm just picking out a handful that uh, mean the most to me. The second ingredient to a godly household, joy. Let there be joy in your house. Let there be laughter. Let there be smiling. Let your children know that you know how to have a good time every now and then. Don't be such a disciplinarian that your children, they don't fear you. They're scared of you. Don't be such a disciplinarian that they feel like they can't even come to you for advice because they're afraid they're, they're going to get on to. Let there be laughter. Some of the greatest moments that I have with Joshua right now is when I play with him. His, his grandparents, they got him a lightsaber. I have no idea why they got my son a lightsaber. But I'm the one that plays with that lightsaber. I grab that lightsaber and I chase him all over that house with that lightsaber. And every, and every now and then I give that lightsaber to him. I'll let him chase me. Why? Because I want to have fun with my child. One day when I'm older, I don't want to look back and say, I missed so many opportunities that I could have had to play with my son. I want there to be joy in my house. Because I realize right now that if I don't play with him, then I don't need to be surprised when he's a teenager and he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. You heard the saying, you're the parent, not the friend. And it's true. Hear me when I say that. It's true. You are the parent first, but don't be so parental that your children can't even rely on you. Because when you have joy, they will feel comfortable talking to you about their troubles. Let me add this. Don't let your bad day, don't let your bad day affect how you father your children. All of us have bad days, but it is not your child's fault that you got laid off. It is not your children's fault that you got in a wreck. It is not your children's fault that you got chewed out at work. Let all of that stuff stay at work. Don't bring it home because that is not for them to carry. Am I preaching truth right now? I know that this isn't the deepest word that you're ever going to hear. Next week, we'll dive right back in. I'll scream, I'll shout, and I'll holler. We'll pray over people. Everyone will be laid out, and the Spirit's going to be great. But this is a practical word straight from the Word of God. Hear me when I say this, that your children are watching how you will react after you lost your job. Your children are looking to you on how godly fathers react after you wrecked the car, after you got chewed out by your boss. Let them see how a man of God really reacts.
Pastor, how do I do that? If this is the fruit of the Spirit, then joy comes from the Spirit. And so before you get in even the inside of your house, stay in the driveway inside your car if you have to and say, God, you know what kind of day I've just had. You know I didn't deserve half the things that happened to me today. But give me joy. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Before you enter that household, ask the Lord to refill the joy that has been spent out of your life. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is faithful. He is a part of the Trinity, of the Godhead. And if my God can do it, then let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is God, therefore He will do it. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, have some joy. The third ingredient to a godly household, listen to me when I say this, peace. You want a godly household? Let your household be a house of peace. Let your household be a home of a peace. The Greek word that Paul uses right here in Galatians 5 is the word irene, meaning exemption from the rage and havoc of war. There's harmony and there's security. Let me say this. Don't do your arguing in front of the kids. Go in the bedroom and hash it out. Wait a couple of hours when they're off asleep. Get it under the blood away from them. Let there be peace in the house of God. Provide a peaceful environment for your children. The Bible says this in Hebrews 12, 14, work at living in peace. Peace is something that you got to work for. Colossians 3, 15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Not too long, long ago, Joshua came into the stage of, of getting scared almost of everything. How many, how many parents know what I'm talking about? It's like they didn't even, he didn't even want to go in the bathroom by himself. I'm sitting there saying, dude, you're about to go in there, but I'm not going in there while you go on potty. Do your business. I'll be right outside. I ain't going in there while you blow it up. He started getting scared of the dark. He started getting scared of just everything. And so I started a little saying with my son, you don't have to worry. Daddy protects us. It took a little while for him to memorize that. But now whenever he gets scared, his father will speak over him. You don't have to worry. Daddy protects us. He's got it so down now that if I start it, he will finish it. You don't have to worry. And then he'll say the word, Daddy protects us. He right now doesn't even understand the complete phrase. All he knows is that Daddy's here. And when Daddy's home, I'm safe. I remember when we first had him. I could tell a difference in his sleep pattern from when I was home to when I was not home. He slept better when Daddy was home. 
Even now, if I come home late, if I'm out doing some church work or if I'm out grocery shopping or doing whatever, and he's asleep, I'll go in his room, I'll kiss him on the forehead, and I'll say, Daddy is home. Because I know it means the world to my three-year-old son when Daddy is home. Say, Pastor, I struggle with protection. My father wasn't there for me when I was a child. You don't have to worry either. Daddy protects us. Let your household be a home of security. Let your household be a home free from wrath and anger. And let your household be a home of harmony. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, have a household of peace. The fourth ingredient, you ready for this, to a godly household. Hear me when I say this. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on this one. Patience. That's a big one. Long suffering. Have some patience in the way that you raise your children. If you want to have a godly household, make sure that you treat your children with patience. Any parent can attest to this one. Whether you have a newborn or if you have a college student, you know you need patience. Because there are times where you want to wring your child's neck. The word for long-suffering there combines two Greek sayings. The first, being far away, and the second, anger or wrath. And so Paul is saying in Galatians, make sure that you are far away from anger. Make sure that you are far away from wrath. And I'm here to tell you today that even when the going gets tough, and you begin to feel it boiling up inside of you. Come on, Dad. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Make sure that you are far away from anger and wrath. I remember some of the most important parental advice that I ever received from my father when I had Joshua. Is He said this, when it comes time to discipline him, never discipline him out of anger. Never spank him out of anger. I'm so thankful today that my God has had patience with me. I'm so thankful today that my God never deals with me in anger or wrath. I'm so thankful today that my God has had some long suffering to me. I came across this story. A young man was sentenced to the penitentiary. The judge had known him from childhood for he was well acquainted with his father, a famous legal scholar and the author of an exhaustive study entitled, The Law of Truths. Do you remember your father, asked the magistrate. I remember, I remember him well, your honor, came the reply. Then trying to probe the offender's conscience, the judge said, As you are about to be sentenced, as you think of your wonderful dad, what do you remember most clearly about him? There was a pause. Then the judge received an answer that, to be honest with you, he had not really expected. I remember that when I went to him for advice, 
he looked up at me while he was writing his book, and he said, run along, boy. I'm busy. When I went to him for companionship, he turned me away saying, run along, son. This book must be finished. Your Honor, you remember him as a great lawyer. I remember him as a lost friend. The magistrate muttered to himself, Alas, he finished the book, but he lost the boy. Dad, uncle, grandfather, nothing is more important. No task, no job opportunity than your children. Be patient. Don't lose them. Wives, look at your husband right now and say, be patient. The fifth ingredient, hear me when I say this, and I'm beginning to close. The fifth ingredient to a godly household, faithfulness. Be faithful in your responsibilities, Dad. Be faithful in how you treat their mother in front of them. Be faithful. Read the Word together. Pray together. Dad, you matter. 43% of U.S. children today live without their father. 90% of homeless and runaway children come from fatherless households. 71% of pregnant teenagers, they lack a father. 63% of youth suicides, they come from a fatherless home. Father, you matter. Dad, you matter. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of high school. Children with fathers who are involved are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. Children with fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to get A's in school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in even extracurricular activities. But hear me when I say this, the key word into those last few stats is the word involved. Be faithful in your involvement to your children. So many older parents in my life have come up to me and said, enjoy the time because in the bleak of an eye, it's gone. Enjoy the involvement. Enjoy the soccer game. Even though it kills your lower back, enjoy sitting on those bleachers. Enjoy being the loudest dad in the stands. I remember growing up, before high school, I sat on the bench all the time learning the game of basketball. But those were the times that my dad would always be the proudest of me. I'm sitting there thinking, dude, I'm sitting on the bench. And that's the time. Hey, son. I love you. Do I look good in my uniform? <laughs> That's all I'm doing. And then when I started to play the game and got pretty good and started to get recruited out of high school, those were the times that my dad was the most silent. It, it began to dog me for a few years until I realized 
The times that I really needed to have a pat on the back was the time that I had the lowest of the self-esteem. And I realized that my dad was proud of me because in those games, he wouldn't say anything, but he had a smile on his face. Be faithful in your involvement to your children. Here's what I've come to know. If you're not faithful in your responsibilities to raise your child, something or someone else will. Coming as a former youth pastor who had numerous, dozens of counseling sessions with parents and, and children, it amazed me that it always came down to this faithfulness. Well, I don't understand why they don't act out, why, why they act out. I don't understand why they're not getting good grades. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And so I sent the child out of the room, and I, so I began to look at dads and say, how involved are you? in your child's life. Well, I've got work, and, and I got bowling night with the guys. Literally, that's one of the answers I got. I got bowling night with the guys. And I'm sitting there thinking, all that is more important than your teenager who's crying out for you? Be faithful. Hear me, Dad. Be faithful. Just being around is not enough. Be faithful in all that you have to do. Because hear me when I say this as I'm closing. Your children are worth it. Your children are worth it. So be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. There are little eyes upon you. And they're watching night and day. There are little ears that quickly take in every word that you say. That are little hands all eager to do everything that you do. And a little boy who's dreaming of the day he'll be like you. You're the little fellow's idol. You're the wisest of the wise. And his little mind about you, no suspicions ever rise. He believes and you devoutly holds that... All you say and do, he will say and do in your way when he's grown up to be like you. There's a wide-eyed little fellow who believes you're always right. And his ears are always open and he watches day and night. You are setting an example every day and all you do for the little boy who's waiting to grow up to be like you. As I'm closing today, man, would you come? I came across this last story as a, a pastor of two small boys. Small church. He wasn't receiving a full-time salary, and so he had a part-time job. And in this part-time job, he got very dusty cleaning homes. And so he would come home all dirty. And his boys would wait to play with him because they knew that when he came home, it was time to take a bath. It was time to take a shower. One day after he had dinner, he played with them, he'd taken a bath. He went outside to, to wash the car. And as he was washing the car, he came across his two boys playing with rocks. 
How many little boys remember playing with rocks? I remember when my parents, they would say, just go outside and be good and entertain yourself. I would have a rock, I'd throw it in the air, and I'd hit it with a baseball bat, and I'd wait for a window to break. <laughs> you told me to entertain myself, you know. And he saw his two little boys playing with rocks. And what they were doing, you'll never guess. They were picking up these rocks, and they were trying to get dusty. Just like their daddy. They were picking up the rocks, and they were rubbing themselves with the pebbles that they could find. Because they wanted to be just like their father. And this pastor, as he was washing his car, he thought this. I'm not doing so bad. That if my boys want to be like me, they'll even be dusty like me. Dad, you matter. You matter. Have love, joy, peace, patience, and be faithful because you need to cook up a godly household. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we worship you today, God. We honor you today, Father. We love because you first loved us. We're so thankful, Holy Spirit, that you're the one that provides us with joy. We're so thankful that we find peace in you, O oh God. We're so thankful, Lord, today that you are patient with us. And I'm thankful, God, that you are faithful to us today. Help us, O oh Lord, as dads, as men, to cook up a godly household, living by these simple truths in Jesus' name. Dad, what I want you to do right now is I want you to stand up on your feet. You say, Pastor, I want to lead my household in the ways of my God. If that's you, I want you to come down to these altars right now, and we're going to pray over you. You're a dad. You're a grandfather. You're a spiritual father. You're an uncle. You're a father figure. Come down to these altars right now. We're going to lay our hands on you, that you would lead your household in the ways of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to spread out, gentlemen. There's plenty of room. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Dad, I charge you. I challenge you. Lead your households in the ways of God. Raise up your children, the fear and the admonition of our God. Say, Pastor, my kids are out of the household. Show us younger dads what it means, what it looks like to be a godly father. Show us younger dads what it looks like to lead your kids in a godly manner. Be an example, older men. Younger men, be willing to watch. Be willing to learn. Be willing. Love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness. Have all those attributes, and you're going to cook up something beautiful in your house. Moms, would you stand too because you're important. Even though this is Father's Day,
you matter. We couldn't do any of this without you. We need your help. We need your encouragement. And sometimes we need your instruction. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to stretch your hands forward, Mom. I want you to look at your husband. And I want you to begin to honor him by praying for him. Intercede for him on his behalf right now. That he'll be the dad, the grandfather, the uncle, the father figure, the spiritual father. That the Lord is calling for him to be. Dads, would you raise your hands right now as we pray this out. Father in heaven, we look to you. We look to you today, God. It's all about you in this place. It's all about you in our lives. It's all about you to our children. Lord, we have them for just a short period of time. It's just a small dot on the radar, and then they're gone. So, Father, help me to lead my house in the ways that your scripture declares to us. Help me to be a loving father. Help me to have joy. Help me to have peace. Lord, teach me patience. Lord, help me to have faithfulness. Help me to be faithful in all of my responsibilities to my wife, to my children. And I declare to you today that I will do what is required of me from this day forward, even if I wasn't doing such a, a good job before. I declare now, it's a day. It's a day. It's a day. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Dad, sing this out. Say, I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Nothing. Say nothing, nothing can tear me away from your love. Say nothing can separate. Begin to worship this out.
Would everyone in the sound of my voice right now, would you just raise your hands to the Lord to declare that out? I'm yours today, God. I'm yours today, Lord. You own me. I submit my life to you. I declare to the rest of this world, I'm yours. I've been bought with a price. Thank you, Jesus, for purchasing me through the blood that you shed on that cross. Thank you for your love, Lord. We worship you today, oh God. We worship you today, oh God. We worship you today, Lord. Can you put your hands together today? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Men, you can go back to your, your pews right now. I think it's time to have a, a little bit of fun. We're going to be giving away this beautiful grill to somebody right now. And so I'm going to ask for the ushers to bring the buckets forward so that we can draw some of the names. And not only are we going to be giving away a grill, we're going to give away two $50 Visa gift cards. Jackie, you put my name for everything, right, baby? Let's give away the gift cards right now. Thank you so much, Brother Dell. The gift cards right now. Here we go. First name. You got it? Thank you, Pastor Andrew. We just wanted to add a little drama. First name for a Visa gift card. I, I don't know if there's a last name. First name, Steve. Someone that just wrote their name, Steve. Is there a Steve here today? I think it's Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve won a $50 gift card today. All right. I'm not going to give it to him. Second name today, Sydney. Sydney Whiteman. Where's Sydney at? Sydney. Oh, man congratulations and what we have all been waiting for we're gonna give away this beautiful grill now are you ready men don't cross your fingers we don't believe in luck we believe in blessings you know I just want to take this time right now just to here we go cat Burkhardt It's going to be hard right now for Kat just to pick this up and put it in his truck, so I'm just going to give you a hug. I love this guy. Um, you know, I don't do this enough in this church. Kat is, is uh, a newlywed. He's been married for less than a month. And uh, something we found out a little earlier this week, uh, they, they said this, that he and his wife, Sky. Father's Day for us, it's not about the gifts. It's not about all that I can have and receive. This is coming from Kat. He said, I just want to be found in the house of God on Sunday. That's what he said. And so because you were found in the house of God, bud, you get a grill that I can come over and have some, some food with. Give it up for Kat today, guys. 
Would you stand on your feet today? We're going to pray a dismissal prayer. Next week, let me, let me do this. I'm preaching a brand new series next Sunday. It's going to be a two-part series that I've entitled Weight Gains. Weight Gains. And if you've ever worked out, if you've ever been in the gym, you understand that you want to begin to lift even more because you want to work your body in the best possible shape that it can be. So I'm starting a two-part series next week entitled Weight Gains. And here is what I'm emphasizing. The process from follow me to go and do likewise. There's a process that Jesus says, come and see, come and taste, follow me, and go and be like me. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Jesus, and I want to do what Jesus did. Starting next Sunday, weight gains, be here. Would you raise your hands all over this room today? Father, I just speak blessings over this house. Lord, thank you today for all the men that say, I'm going to lead my household well. Bless every father that's in this room today. Let all of them feel honored as we love them under this roof. Be with the families this week. God, give us opportunities to share your love with somebody. Bless us, oh God. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Everyone today that loves the Lord, say, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Give God one more hand clap of praise. I love you. I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no. Your goodness.